0: Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. What is one piece of gear every musician should have? Mike Megan is going to tell us that and a whole lot more on today's episode of Music Therapy. everybody welcome to music therapy i'm jessica risker i'm a musician based here in chicago illinois and i am also a licensed clinical professional counselor music therapy is a mental health podcast for musicians and music fans we talk about mental health creativity music careers and the basic meaning of being a musician what does it mean to be a musician how do you make it work what does it look like Anyway, we talk about all of that on music therapy, visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. And please, if you are listening on Apple podcasts, leave us a review that helps us out so much. If there's one thing you can do for the show, that's the thing. Go to music therapy with Jessica Risker, leave us a quick review, leave us a few stars, hopefully a lot of stars. Hopefully you like the show. I hope you guys are doing well. I had a great weekend. Uh, My band went to Postdoc, which is a a small, intimate, and beautifully run music festival. It's run by Seema Cunningham, who is also in the band Om. It was three days of camping and just really amazing music. I got a little in my head. When you're a musician and you're seeing other amazing musicians, you both feel odd, and it was so much fun to dance and See what everybody's doing and how they're doing it, but then you can't help but get in your head a little bit, at least me, and think about what am I doing? What should I be doing? I kind of, I'm making folk music, but I kind of want drums in my music. Anyway, I was thinking about all those things. I got out of my head mid Saturday and had an amazing time the rest of the weekend. And it's the 15th year of them doing it postdoc. I'm sure they'll be doing it next summer and just wanted to talk about it because it was really special. Okay, so a quick reminder that on Wednesday, August 10th, that is our next group session, which is where I talk with a full band. We have comedy, we have video features, and the band gives a live performance. That's Music Therapy Group Session. It all takes place live at Cafe Mustache. And Wednesday, August 10th is our next one with Chicago band Spread Joy, who I love. You've probably heard of them, but if not, please go check out their music and definitely come to the show. It's going to be very energetic, a whole lot of fun, and really hope to see you there. Today, I am very excited to share my conversation with Mike Meegan. Mike Meegan has an ongoing music project called RxM Reality, which I absolutely love. I've been a fan of RxM Reality for years, and he's got a new album out called Sick For You out on Hausu Mountain. He's released music previously with Hausu Mountain and Orange Milk Records. I wanted to share a track that Mike and I did together. Mike worked with me a lot on an album I did called Big Forever. Uh, We actually lived in this space together. The space was called Big Forever, This track that I'm going to share is called Big Forever, and I hope you enjoy it. that was big forever. You can hear the whole album on Spotify. Later in the conversation, we're also going to hear some of Mike's new music off of his album, Sick For You, out now on How Mountain. And now, let's turn to my conversation with Mike Megan of RxM Reality. Hey, what's up? How are you doing?
1: Pretty good. How
0: are
1: you doing?
0: i'm I'm nervous,
1: oh uh-huh. <laughs> hey can- can you hear me okay?
0: yeah, uh, where are you? That looks cool behind you. yeah,
1: this is my new pad. No, I'm just joking. I'm a uh, dog sitting.
0: Oh, nice. That's
1: what I do for work. uh here's one of them Oh, the other one is down here. I don't know.
0: That that actually leads into my first question that I ask everybody, which is what what your typical week looks like these days.
1: Yeah, I uh have been dog sitting for a long time. Like, oh, dog, I'm doing general dog care um, for well, a while. This, uh-huh. Yeah, um, I uh, I as of last year just kind of. I uh, struck out on my own. I, I I used to work for other companies, but now I um, have my own little dog walking business. Um, I, yeah, so I'm usually walking dogs. and uh, Yeah. Do that every once in a while. I'll do a little sitting, which is like good money, but I don't like love doing it. So I try to avoid that. Uh-huh. Um, then, yeah, I... I uh, at night, either I <coughs> was working on a lot of music for like three years, and now I'm kind of like taking a little break from being as obsessive with it as I was so when I, with friends
0: when i th- I mean when I think of you because we um for those who don't know, Mike and I lived together for a bit, and i've been uh I've loved your music ever since I learned about your music um but my my memory of you is constantly working on music
1: yeah yeah i'm pretty insanely uh obsessed with it and um to a degree that's not always the the healthiest but yeah i feel like i always was just like kind of had whatever sampler i was working on at the time and just plugging away at it and recording you too though it seems like you set up that cool little studio in the basement
0: yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I take deep dives, but then I definitely come out a long time for air, but, um, you're, you know, using the word obsessed, like, do you, are you just drawn to do it because you just get in the zone and love doing it? Or are you obsessed because you have a feeling like I should be working on it or what's the, what's behind the obsession?
1: Yeah, I think it's just, uh, kind of more compulsor, like compulsive. Um, I don't really like doing it that much. And I... Uh, you don't like doing it? <laughs> I, I'd sort of... Sometimes I don't. Uh, it's changed a lot since before and now. and. Um, before what? It, uh, uh, before, I guess I was talking, saying, like, when we used to live together. And then also since, like, the pandemic and all that stuff, I during the lockdown, like pretty much just recorded music. Like that's all I did. Mm
2: -hmm. And I had
1: like, uh, something like 80 to a hundred, like finished songs, um, like in 2020 alone. Wow. Um, and it really helped the production, but I, but that kind of, I was, it was getting sometimes in the way of other stuff. Like, uh, I would, if I did have anything to work, sometimes I would like slack a little bit and come back and fix something or take these extensive notes on my phone and stuff. And um, I I even started to have some like hearing issues and stuff. So it was definitely like a little bit of a weird relationship. And in the last like few months, I'm like uh, not really (laughs) uh, playing as much, but I also figured out a lot of ways to make it easier so and more fun again so that's cool
0: let me i want to i want to ask about that but i want to go back because i just want to clarify like i'm just interested in the the obsessive part like are you saying it's because i've you felt like i kind of have to just to get better at this
1: yeah totally okay and it and it works you know because i did get a lot better at it i would say but um in the past, like, when we first started hanging out, I just don't know. I, I don't know. It was all just, like, learning. I just didn't want to do, like, normal stuff. I So I just got into music and stuff.
0: You do not want to do normal stuff?
1: Yeah. Like it, what? Like a regular job. <laughs> my, friend, my friend, I told them a couple, uh, I told a couple of people in all sincerity, I mean, I have this job I'm doing right now, and it's a and uh but i i said this in all seriousness seriousness to some friends and they were they laughed at me because i was like i think i'm ready to get a job which <laughs> <laughs> is like so stupid to say I'm such a such like a i'm just so lazy and i've figured out ways to uh you know do the dog walking and the music and all that and i don't know
0: you don't sound lazy
1: yeah, I guess that's a I'm a little bit of a harsh critic of myself too.
0: But you I wonder if you could describe what you feel you've gotten better at with your music over time. What do you understand just, more? Or what do, can you do better?
1: Um just focus and direction I would say. Um mostly the stuff that I'm into is like uh electronic music which i feel like is like a funny genre sometimes because you can kind of like uh i don't i don't know <laughs> I think I'm just what were you gonna say well i get really into like the nitpicky parts of it where it's used to like uh it's almost like when i used to skateboard obsessively when i was a kid like it's like just about the process of it that i i like and sometimes um, that didn't necessarily mean that the output, like the the songs and stuff, were something I that represented what I felt like the amount of time that I put into it. And I think what I've gotten better at just recently is kind of working the other way around, which is like to try and make something cool and not have it have to go through and not and no one distinguish like when something's worth working on and when something uh-huh. is working or when to just kind of say you know move on and stuff um and just production in general uh and and as far as like just music in general like uh one i i don't know by the time that you and i became friends so was i playing in shelby's band already or yeah yeah that that was the first time i had played in a band you know uh, had songs so it was like all these just kind of late bloomer, I guess. Um, just kind of like learning how to play someone's songs and not just jam, you know, and not just be like fucked up and vibing out, you know. <laughs> and, like, and there was plenty of that too. But um, So
0: when you're talking about, you know, you would sort of obsessively work on music, but you were really primarily focused on the process of it, what was it that you were trying to work out? To me, Um, I'm like, oh, the end, the end result is obviously the goal, (laughs) but you're saying that that's not, that's not the case. That's for me, but you're saying that wasn't how it felt like for you.
1: Uh, no, no. I think I just enjoy the, uh, the hours of tinkering and stuff Uh and sometimes as a way of distraction or just kind of, I don't know. I've always kind of been like that with whatever I'm into. I I don't know Uh when I get into something, I get into it like really hard Uh and then I like once I decide I'm done with it, I, <laughs> I, like, never have to do it again. Yeah, I just have that kind of a, a personality that's kind of all or all or nothing. And, uh-huh. um, and things are more balanced now in my life. I'm glad that I put in all that time, you know, kind of getting really nitty-gritty, but it's not really uh, as much of an interest of mine anymore. Like, I'd rather just try to get out whatever I'm trying to express, you know, and kind of not not focus on all the hyper detail of it
0: what are the other things in your life that are taking up more space um yeah a lot i mean um me
1: and my partner have been hanging out and i've like (laughs) been doing that (laughs) and uh you know i'm active in a few different kind of fellowships you could say like Uh i i've been kind of you know, you and I know each other, and it's uh, something that is huge part of my life, but I, you know, I don't talk about it too sp- specifically, especially not on online anymore, because I don't know about you, but I'm just like increasingly not into this social media element of music, and, um, but anyway, yeah, I am, you know, now I'm I'm sober for for years and a few months and um uh, that was just kind of a turning point for me that i it can't i can't like do a show called music therapy and and not talk about that which is why i said no to you a couple of times i feel like <laughs> yes. it's like oh well, i feel weird about because it's like all these superstitions are just kind of like uh, i'm not yeah. sure but people in my life have encouraged me to whatever if the few people that it does reach, I think, like, you know, so much about music for me in my 20s was the party aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, just, I love, you know, drinking and doing drugs. So, like, that was the lifestyle that facilitated getting into music. And it's almost like I'm not sure which one comes first, you know, because the first time that I played, I I didn't start making music till I was 18 and I, you know, I started doing drugs and drinking much earlier than that. And it kind of just like, it's hard to separate the two. So I think, I don't know kind of losing the train of thought, but.
0: What, can I ask, um, why did you decide to stop? Was there an incident or
1: was it something? I think there's lots of incidents that I don't know. I mean, I had friends tell me, you know, and, uh, it never was, I mean, I felt like shit all the time, (laughs) you know, like I, uh, was a daily drinker, drug user, you know, never not sober, you know? Um, and I'm not sure I've come to see that as something that is not a problem necessarily with me, but it's some sort of symptom of some internal, just kind of like, I'm not okay my general state of being is one that's like, I don't know, I I don't get too much into like the causes or the reasons why, but something about that mindset is, is uh, am my default without any help from mm-hmm. either other people, which is what I have now, you know, mm-hmm. or drinking and doing drugs? Like the reason I stopped was because it stopped working you know and probably for like years before Mm -hmm. i actually did end up stopping but but i don't really look back on any of that with regret either but there's just plenty to point to in my 20s and i mean there's actual damage but and like things that i did and stuff but there's also just all that that stress you know that mental just like waking up and just being caught in a loop you know so, in a lot of ways, i'm thankful for all the drinking and the drugging because it it accelerated whatever change needed to be made. It kind of like accelerated that for me in getting you know clean now, so uh-huh. it's like I can focus on anything else now like it's just not, and that's music and that's um relationships and and work it's just like this giant a weight lifted with that and it's hard for me to distinguish my life before that or it's hard to talk about the creative music element or stuff without I guess acknowledging that they were so intertwined and and um they're not anymore so
0: has being sober has it um impacted your creative process or the actual output
1: yeah, totally. I, I've made a ton of music. And yeah, no, I mean, 100%. I think, uh well, I mean, at least on just a standard level of performing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there are shows that I've played in the past that I have no recollection of playing. Um And you can glamorize that if you want, <laughs> or you can laugh about it like I sometimes do now in hindsight. But when I'm playing now, I'm there, you know, it's just me. There's no if I'm anxious, there's no taking the edge off with something to, mm-hmm. like I, it's all about staying with that, you know. And mm-hmm. that does affect the process of maybe uh, in the music that I like to make is maybe even gotten increasingly more intense and and stuff as like i've maintained my you know my new lifestyle and have been able to actually use that as an element to like change the art but then i just like will make like a super fucked up intense song and then like uh a few minutes later i'm like i'm whistling i'm walking a dog you know it's not like Uh, a feeling that I need to run away from or something.
0: would you say to somebody who maybe feels like they feel like they're extra creative if they're high or intoxicated in some way and they're afraid of, you know, am I going to still be in touch with that creativity if I, if I drop those things? What would you say to somebody who's worried about that?
1: Um, yeah, well, if that happens, then your shit's probably not that good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe you don't have a fucking problem, you know. Like plenty of people can do that stuff, and uh, it's really on a. You know, if you know, you know, uh, and if 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 you have what what I have, then eventually, whatever help you were getting from, like I I love I used to man, I used to love this. I learned how to play guitar just from smoking weed and playing guitar. You know, like that's. And a lot of stuff, that's how it is, just like, you know, recording and stuff. Uh, yeah. Early on, that was a, very much uh, a process of whatever influence I was under. But, I mean, for me, it's just like, it's not true that things are better because it's very obvious, mm-hmm. just even in the art and the stuff and the music alone, that it's it's better now, you uh-huh. know, um, and it's gotten more, a little bit it's gotten more focused and better all around um and i'm able to kind of like explore things and not like freak out man (laughs) 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 or like uh i'm kind of you know i can do a lot and uh there's not a there's not a a timer for me when i'm doing that other stuff like when i'm drinking and doing drugs there's kind of a timer set you know of like when i'm going to like black out and Uh it's not like it doesn't happen every single time but like it it probably will so i i used to remember the like when i'd have to play shows and it's just like i would have to do all this stupid stuff to maintain you know like like uh making sure I didn't get too drunk before a show or oops, I did. And then it's like that I'm not present and I just don't have to worry about that anymore. Like I just show up and I, I can do whatever I want. And there's a sense of lightness too, and a sense of humor that comes with that. Like um, that being said, you know, I do think there's a distinction between someone like me and somebody who just situationally can just like decide to either stop, take it or leave it. You know, mm-hmm. I think like, it is something super prevalent though with like musicians and artists and stuff, because um just the situations that we're we're in all the time anyway it's so prevalent you know yeah. and and glamorized and I don't have a problem with that though I'm not like that's the part of the reason I don't necessarily talk about it too much because the the last thing that I want to do is become some sort of like you know abs- abstinent proponent because i don't believe in that at all yeah, yeah I, I really don't um it's got to be a personal interpersonal decision you know um and then you need to uh i need to like have other people help i couldn't do it by myself but yeah I would, if someone is telling me then that they want to stop or whatever uh doing something i kind of i'm there i want to mention it tonight because I for the few people that I might watch you know i i know ways to do that um that worked for me they might not work for everybody though um and like not only just stop but like be happy too um mm-hmm. and satisfied and stay st- and you know consistent i i i value like the consistency of it too um for me i can't just like pick it up and leave it off like i need to do it every day And then the, uh, the, the rewards and like the life changing stuff happens slowly after, you know, a series of days doing these little things and stuff. So, um, in regards to music, like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, I love like, you know, sometimes I miss, I don't listen to as much music I would say anymore, um, because it used to be more of a background noise or a soundtrack,
2: uh-huh.
1: or you know, just like drinking and like zoning super into a record or whatever. Yeah. But you know, I don't even to listen to <laughs> music <I'm laughs> that much. <laughs> um,
0: well, let me ask you about let me ask you about your music um, before we get into like this the specifics of this new album. Well, maybe in the context of the new album in particular. But I'm curious about to learn a little bit more about your process. So on this new album, which I love, uh, Sick For You, um, can you kind of share how you how you approach the album?
1: Yeah, um, it's uh, all done on the computer. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So uh, what do you use? (laughs) I use Ableton Live and I pretty much uh, you asked before we, were, we started like about some snippets of stuff and pretty much the way I do everything is like anytime I'm making music I'm recording it so it's going to some folder uh-huh. um, on my computer where it's like if I'm messing around with a, a new synth or something or a, a so whatever. Plugin in I'm using, like, it all gets turned into audio rather than... Mm-hmm. So then it's just audio clips. So then I, I have, you know, I've had this latest computer since, like, 2020, so it's like every single thing I've done in the last two years is recorded, and then I go through and I'm like, oh, that's a... It's like... It's, it's not like parts of songs that go together. It's just yeah. all these different, disparate pieces of audio that... Yeah um are just standalone little clips and then with ableton you know you can do you can throw all of that into a session and it will help align timing and stuff and then pretty much it's just a big collage for me of like um of kind of sculpting the, the songs out of stuff that i it might be something i recorded a year ago it might be something mixed with something that I recorded just that day and then it's just kind of like mashing it all together sort of so there's a
0: oh I'm sorry go ahead
1: no that's that's pretty much it I have the same template and lately I I have the same template like as in like uh all my sounds whatever my paint my palette you know it's all just lined up in these columns on the computer and then I can uh just kind of click through it's fun it's just like click through it and play this goofy thing that i made with this thing and um it's just about seeing what sounds cool to me
0: so are you um, are you like keeping to a certain set palette that you are using throughout this whole album
1: yeah i spent a long time just like messing around with these synths and stuff that i guess they're primarily mostly used for like dubstep and like brostep and like skrillex and stuff like that, and I made a bunch of like patterns in it just over the course of however. Some of it is like a lot of the album was just like a lot of like the main little bits and stuff I did in like two days as far as recording like the sounds themselves because I was just clicking through, finding presets in the synthesizer, tweaking them and making little patterns, recording that and putting it in the folder and just keep doing that uh so i'm not like working on a song from scratch necessarily it's just like one day i'll just make a bunch of sounds and record Mm -hmm. them all and then some of those are are like more like percussive some of them are more like lead synth Mm -hmm. lines or, or a lot on this one it was the first time i i really did a lot of stuff with my voice so i i did a lot of vocoding and mangling of my vocal it's uh, and, and I added it I treated that pretty much just like uh any other sound then but
0: so yeah. are you working with any parameters like you're recording these you're fooling around one bpm or are you just like stretching it or whatever if you need to
1: yeah it's mostly I mean I, I have a bpm range with that within <laughs> that I can yeah. kind of hover within and um yeah, it's pretty funny. It's usually 200, which is like extremely fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I also do a lot in like half time, so it could work at 100 BPM, which is much more okay. reasonable. So that's
0: how they all fit together, is you're kind of staying within. Two-
1: yeah, 200 is, or to 220 is the fastest, and then. Uh-huh. The slowest would be like 160, which is still really, extremely fast. It's like, <laughs> it's funny. I don't know.
0: But it doesn't feel, the album doesn't feel like frenetic or manic, I wouldn't say.
1: Yeah, that's because I feel like even though I'm making it in that high BPM, I'm always kind of dividing it by two for some reason. So I could probably make all the same stuff in in like 100 beats per minute or like 80 beats per minute but yeah. i like what certain notes will do faster <laughs> and then so i like to have the option to do a really fast trilly type of thing and then um yeah i don't know it's just also i just uh, i wanted it to be extreme
0: <laughs> can you talk about a specific song um how about life is shit can you tell us about that song
1: yeah, that's my favorite personal favorite song on the album. Um I I love it. It's so funny to me, I don't know. And that's I, kinda uh well, I mean it's just really over the top and Izzy uh, Izzy True made like this amazing video for it. And um that 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 was just uh like I said, just kinda it's three different sections all based around this kind of one synth preset that I found and it's all super compressed and squeezed together so each sound is just kind of making the other one kind of like distort in a certain way and um it sounded so insane because it's just all these like dubstep sounds you know and it's like it sounded funny to me and i just i wanted to make something akin to like a metal song or or a punk song
0: You're listening to the Music Therapy Podcast, and I'm talking today with Mike Megan of RxM Reality.
1: I've mentioned it before, like, you know, stuff that other stuff that House of Mountain has put out Mm -hmm. is really influential to me, like Angels music we've had on the show and Mm -hmm. um, other people. And I wanted to start doing stuff with... I think if if I do anything else moving forward, it's going to always be even more vocally based because I just kind of have gotten tired of making instrumental music. Um, so I got that sound going and it was sounded really funny. I mean, and cool and like over the top, cartoony, uh-huh. heavy. And then the lyrics were uh, just ad-libbed. I just came up with it um, on the fly and they're like super intense and over the top as well. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, you know, life is shit. Um, I can't wait to die. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I like that because I feel like I think you can do both. You can be super heavy and also have a sense of humor as well, which I think, like, a lot of what I like about intense music is even if it's super dark or whatever, there's an underlying sense of humor to it, at least in my mind.
0: I've been so... I've been bugging Mike, this is to the listeners, for some samples. We worked on some stuff when we lived together and some of it's on the album Big Forever. Um, and so ever since, I've been wanting to like work with you some more and get some samples. And when I was asking you about it, I was like, you know, can I have any of your throwaway samples? I would love to like mess around with them. And you said you use everything. So I wanted to ask you about that.
1: Yeah, that's just pretty much what I've been talking about. Like, I... I don't know what ends up... It's, there's very few times that I make something where I'm like, okay, that's going to be the basis of the song or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like... And on this album, there's a lot of sounds that I use, like, on every song almost. So uh-huh. I just, like... I don't have to prioritize demos or sounds too much one over the other. So keeping the whole... Giving... I mean, I'm just kind of joking, like, I will send you a bunch of sound stuff, but like um, like a, a recording of, like, even if I did a recording of, like, my voice and for some reason the effects didn't go through and it was sounds really silly, just me going like, like you know, just like dry, no effects. Like, yeah. I might end up using that, you know, because it might be the thing that ends up fitting or the most interesting to me, you know, like... Um, so that would be something that maybe sometimes someone would just delete. You know, you, you don't want to hear your voice, like try, no effects but I, or whatever, but I just keep it all. So fuck up, like mistakes and all that I, I like to have in my kind of arsenal because that's where like I like adding whatever sounds that I make to something super polished and then have like uh, maybe I just left my computer recording for a while Uh and I left the room or something and it was it picked up something funny or cool and Mm -hmm. um I just have all of that at, at the ready generally um
0: do you add any effects like in the workstation or is all are all the sounds created and you just use what you have with the audio files
1: yeah sometimes I'll I'll do more processing after for sure if it calls for it Uh, I pretty much record everything through a ton of effects already. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of Ableton stuff that I do. There's a lot of things I reach for a lot, which, like, I just just don't ever not have, like, a certain amount of distortion going on, or, like, Mm -hmm. even if it's just subtle, you know? And I don't ever not have, like, a certain amount of compression going on any of the stuff. It's just, like, baked in, you know? Yeah. And then um, that's why I don't really, I don't record too much with, like, delays and stuff that's something I would add later, you know, um, because that's going to be more to fit whatever the song is shaping up to be.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's like less usable in it's raw form, but um, yeah, all the audio is processed to hell already before uh, I've started using it. Yeah. Can you talk about
0: the song? Uh, Thank you. I really like that one.
1: Yeah. Um, That's an interesting one because it's actually, uh, that's actually a, Pretty much a, a live recording. I, I made this video for my last album that was out on Orange Milk Records. They yeah. wanted kind of like a. They asked me to do kind of like a. It was still, uh, you know, everyone was doing a lot of streaming type stuff for their releases during COVID uh-huh. and stuff. And I recorded um, at my parents' house in Georgia when I was visiting them last summer. I I just set up my phone and. Uh, the audio was from my computer. excuse me, And I I just uh, recorded myself pretty much playing like how I would live nowadays with my computer Uh running Ableton. So uh, yeah, that starts with one of those kind of, it starts with like, and and that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. None of those those things in that song were recorded initially to be put together. You know, Uh it's just like a random separate, software piano thing that i did forgot about and then little bits of me talking like a demon through this vocoder thing and then this big chunky dubstep synth those are all just like clips that um it's almost a shame in making them into a song because they all sound interesting to me you know just even by themselves you know but that was just like kind of jamming through with my sounds in Ableton. There's a way that you can trigger loops yeah. um on the fly. So I and I had this uh, this processing chain. I don't know if this is interesting or like what you talked about. I find about it interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it was all going into uh a kind of a master processing chain that I had. I really liked it and I I ended up taking a lot of stuff just straight from that video that I made for the of Mountain release. Um, or a lot of ideas, try to rebuild it a little bit, but a lot of the ideas and the songs this time were spe- were particularly live. And I mean, it's not like, you know, live how you might play in a band, but it was uh, recording stream of conscious what I'm doing on the computer and then yeah. editing afterwards. Rather I think than that- starting with like an idea and like finding the things to fit that idea. It's more like DJing a bunch of my sounds and then uh a lot of editing and cutting up after that. But
0: that, that makes sense to me because it actually I think that's why I like it is it has this uh this flow and the unfolding it unfolding of the song and like when things change up it feels like oh this is a natural place for new element to come in. And the fact that you kind of performed it.
1: Yeah. I think well, that
0: makes sense on why it might feel that way. Um yeah.
1: There's that one particularly is very, just kind of the way I played it. I yeah. wish I could play like that all the time because it doesn't usually work out that way. But I, for whatever reason, I just nailed it on that on that take, and I think I added one little element later, like a, some more vocals or something. But
0: let me um let me go back to something that you had said at the beginning of the conversation, which is where your relationship with Making music has changed. You were doing it, like, obsessively. Then, and you did a lot, it sounds like, over quarantine. And then it sounds like you've been taking a step back lately, but starting to enjoy it again. I was wondering if you could, like, talk us through a little more detail on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, like, I don't know. I had this, I had uh, regular therapy today. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I feel like I, uh... I had this thought last night where it was like, I've been practicing for this show that I have on Friday and I'm excited about, Mm -hmm. but also there's an element that I'm not excited. I just like, I don't really, not this show is going to be great. And I'm like, going to give a good performance. I don't want to like, sell that short or something. But like, I had this idea, like, maybe I don't want to do this, you know, and Rather than get struck by some sort of like, but I've been doing this, like, this is what I do, you know, I'm like spending so much time on it, like, I've spent so much time on it. It was like, almost like, uh, one of the, it didn't cause me to have any anxiety, it actually caused this like, sense of relief, which is just like, I don't have to do this. Like, I and I, I like, you know, and that's, for someone like me, that's, those are nice moments because... I get so just like hyper focused that mm-hmm. I don't even entertain other options of things that I might like to do, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I don't anticipate that I would stop making music, but um, it's nice to have reminders of just like why you're doing it and 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 what elements of it work and what elements are kind of like maybe don't have to be a part of the, that process anymore and um, it used i I used to never have that that idea you know that like I wouldn't want to try to play shows all the time or i wouldn't want to like try to always be recording for the last four years you know i've i've been recording that entire time and it's uh it's just recently i would say like since this release came out that i've been just kind of like i don't know when i'm gonna do it again and, and that's not something that is really bothering me at the moment okay um, yeah
0: i mean i think that uh living life is important because then you have something to
1: that music about yeah yeah totally i just spend a lot of time <laughs> stimulated all the time like uh and more so in the past but like i'm always like if i'm not making music or working or doing something social like and i'm like listening to a podcast or audiobook while like playing video games like i i have like all this like info just like constantly on <laughs> and like something to do with my hands like I have like compulsion to always just be like kind of distracting myself and um I think there are elements of that that I I kind of I don't need that much distraction anymore I don't think at the moment I, I will you know again but um I like stuff with that's going on and I'm not trying to run away from it as much lately um which sometimes spending hours and hours recording, you know, yeah, you're like trying to make something cool, but it's also just like a a good way to, to distract yourself from whatever's going on. And that can like flip. But for me at certain times it's just like I record for work and then record all night and then like fall asleep vaping, listening to a podcast. It's like no time where I'm not like jacking myself full of information and distraction and like media you know
2: yeah
1: um and i think that since i don't feel that way right now like maybe i should well i still do i mean i'm consuming media pretty much all day (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know
0: um is that part of the withdrawal from social media
1: yeah i don't like it and i i i think this is a dead app (laughs)
0: Instagram what's your what's your least favorite social media uh Instagram
1: definitely I'm not on Facebook anymore but Instagram is Facebook and like um I think I can get really high-minded and talk about like cultural things and make or like you know whatever why are we still all like giving all this information yeah. willingly and surveillance to facebook and then also i can just say like it makes me feel bad because yeah. it, it makes me compare myself to other people which is just totally. not something that i need you know yeah it's not real and it's um i react negatively to it most of the time and even when it's something good that i like about it it's like it's not good enough <laughs> and i i think that it's it's weird. Um, that being said, I go through phases where I'm, like, oh, on Instagram, you know, like, yeah. looking at everything, trying to, you know, I don't know. I think it's just, like, my personality. Like, like I've said with all the other stuff, it's just kind of, like, I don't know how much I really want to meet, like, I don't know if the the pros of of uh, social media stuff outweigh the cons anymore, if they ever did. But I, I was talking to Shelby, like, we went to the movies on Friday and I was like, it was kind of nice back, you know, like in 2012, like to go on Facebook and just see all these shows happening, you know, mm-hmm. and just like be like, Oh cool. We can go to this show. We can go to that one. I don't even know where to fucking see where people's playing anymore. And I'm on all the apps, you know, like, yeah, it's like the algorithm won't feed me <laughs> everything, you know, like I so one of my favorite artists just because like, I just never saw about it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I see some shit that I don't want to see, like, <laughs> constantly. <laughs> what kind of ads do
0: you get on Instagram?
1: I mean, that's it's whatever I'm talking about. <laughs> it's listening, you know? <laughs> like, it's listening oh, on the microphone. So that's, yeah. like, really weird, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I- think the more and more we go forward i think it's like a failed experiment honestly like and in the earlier days of well i was never really on myspace or anything but like facebook at least it used to be kind of like a a record of like chronological like oh like here are all the shows happening and Mm-hmm. And it was so fun, you know. We would be on the big forever Facebook page, just inviting like thousands of people, and mm-hmm. a ton of fucking people would come to whatever stuff. And that and that element was the tool transferring into real life, you know. Yeah. And like facilitating that, and I don't think it does that anymore. It just like I, I and I don't think it has for a while either. Yeah. so um yeah, I'm rearing, but I, again, I have my own personal. I could just say, "Well, fuck it, and log off." But there's some element of me that's like afraid to do that. It's know? complicated.
0: I, I mean, yeah. we're having our, you know, yeah, no, it's complicated. I hate Twitter. Twitter's my least favorite one. Um, I don't think it's good for society. <laughs> uh, but um, let me, okay, let's let's flip, let's go to let's go to a new segment of the show, that I'm just starting today, which is where I mine Reddit for questions to ask musicians. Okay. I'm not picking random ones. These are from the We Are the Music Makers" subreddit. Um, so here's a question for you What's one piece of gear you wish you'd bought a long time ago?
1: Um, a functioning computer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much the whole album that I just made was all on software since. Um,
2: uh-huh.
1: So a computer that can handle some of that, uh, a lot of. Uh, Firepower, I guess.
0: Okay, here's a offshoot question: Which DAW, digital audio workstation, which DAW to use for a beginner? Would you recommend?
1: Um, well, I started with uh, GarageBand, and then also I, I really like Fruity Loops. I think it it's super fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, FL Studio is really fun,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's still and it's still competitive and everything. That's like what all the hits you hear on the radio are are made in like FL Studio. So. Really? Well, at least in like, the hip-hop world. Um, and Ableton is definitely the most versatile, though, because once you kind of... If you start there, there's a, pretty, there's a steeper learning curve than some of mm-hmm. them, but there's no limitations then of, of, of what you can learn to do in there.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But, yeah, probably just GarageBand. If you're yeah. literally new to the concept of recording, as simple as possible, I would say... You could do that in Ableton, too.
0: Okay, here's the last one. I want to be a musician, but I don't know what to do.
1: Bro, you gotta not be on Reddit. That's what I'm
0: telling you. <laughs> <laughs> <Off> of Reddit.
1: <laughs> no, no, I mean, actually, that's not true. There's so much stuff I look at at YouTube now, learn how to do. Yeah. It's not... I That first question was the thing that I wish I did that I didn't, I... Or had. It's more, I wish I looked up more YouTube or I thought, I wish that YouTube tutorials were as amazing as they are today. Cause yeah. there's still just little simple things that I don't know how to do. And then I find it on YouTube of exactly what to do. But
0: um, yeah, use the internet. Harness yeah. the power of Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So, okay, let's, let's wrap up. So your new album, Sick for you, out on Housie Mountain. It's really good.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: do you want to go on tour?
1: I mean, I would if if it was worth it, you know.
0: Worth it in what sense?
1: Financially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if someone wanted to pay me to do it, I would. But Yeah. At this you're point. You're not,
0: like, you're not booking a tour right now.
1: No, not unless, for some weird reason, somebody wanted to pay for it in a somewhat decent way. Because okay. I don't I love going back and thinking about the tours like the one we did together, just mm-hmm. driving around, but I don't wanna do that personally at the moment.
0: If you want to do it again.
1: I mean I would, I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Uh is there anything else you wanna add?
1: Not really. Um, it was nice
0: to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Good to see you. Thanks for doing the show. Thank you. Okay, that was my conversation with Mike Megan of RXM Reality. I hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, hanging in there, having a fun summer, coming out to Cafe Mustache on Wednesday, august tenth, for our music therapy group session featuring Spread Joy with special guest, Leslie Tanner. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Peace and love until I see you again.